Hello and welcome. Is your business your mission and your mission your business? If yes, you found your tribe. Whether you feel like it or not, you are avant-garde, going your own way, making your own path, doing it like no one has done before. And the answers to the challenges you're facing aren't in a book. My friend, you are not alone. This is the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Trisha Bailey, a mission-minded serial entrepreneur and traveler. My purpose on this earth is to use my authenticity and passion to equip and empower social entrepreneurs to live in their highest calling, feeling freedom, fulfillment, and security, and inspiring others to do the same. Join me for stories, tips, and tricks for taking avant-garde inspired action in your business so that you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. I believe it doesn't have to be hard to be right. Welcome to episode 38 of Avant-Garde Entrepreneur. I am so glad that you're here today with me, my friend. Today, we are wrapping up a seven-episode series of interviews with some very special Avant-Garde entrepreneurs. Like you, they all use business to help others lift themselves to a better way of life, whatever their version of better might be. Like you, they all started with zero and have had loads of challenges. They are all in different phases of their entrepreneurial journey where either you have been or you will inevitably find yourself. And I could say that with near certainty, something and probably many things that each of them says will resonate with you. It's been such an honor to bring the stories of Aisha Bello, David Wampamba, and Joseph Peer to you. And I really hope that you've enjoyed learning from them as much as I have. The great part is we're not done yet. This is part two of my interview with Joseph Peer. He's a seasoned entrepreneur, fitness expert, mentor, and one of the finest examples of a global citizen that I've ever met. Joseph has an MBA and has worked in international and leadership development for multinational organizations. He's highly connected around the world, and he's introduced me to some of the people who are really helping me to help you in bigger and more sustainable ways. And he's helping people tap into their personal power, starting with their physical health. Joseph, along with his wife and children, lived started and operated a CrossFit gym in the Middle East for several years. And yes, he does speak Arabic. One of the things that really sets Joseph apart in terms of entrepreneurship, and one of the reasons why I want you to meet him, is that he's taken his business full cycle and has passed it on to the next generation. Today, Joseph is still a business owner, just a different one. He's the owner of Crescent Tactical Fitness in the state of Tennessee in the United States. Not only does he own and operate a gym, but he also coaches others who have a passion for using their fitness business, their gym, as a way to lift the spirit and improve the lives of others, starting with their physical health. And he coaches entrepreneurs around the world, encouraging and mentoring regarding strategy, leadership, mindsets, and efficacy. Joseph is passionate about helping people tap into their personal power through physical, mental, and emotional and spiritual aspects of their lives. And he is graciously and candidly sharing his wisdom with us today. So get ready to take some deep breaths and some mental notes because you're going to want to remember what Joseph shares with us. Most of all, enjoy it. 
you're on this incredible journey. You've met these amazing people, locals probably that you love very much. Obviously, you have the esteem of the Jordanian Special Forces training Mm -hmm. in your gym. Did you ever think that you would sell or pass on the gym? Mm -hmm. No, I don't think so. I mean, not not in the moment. You know, that ended up being basically a six to seven year journey of owning the gym. I mean, I had thought about it at times. I even asked myself, well, what would it look like when the time, how would I know that it was time to move to another place or to move home, to move back to the United States? And, you know, those are the kinds of things you just don't know. But I think as I look in the, the, the Taurat, the Zabur, the Injil, so that's the Arabic for the Old Testament, like the Jewish scriptures and into the, into the New Testament, the Christian scriptures. And, and I look, you just realize that, that God, he doesn't give you all the details ahead of time, right? Like you're just learning to step and live in faith uh, one step at a time. And so, but as it became clear that we needed to move home and I mean, you have the whole thing of March, 2020, like we actually planned to move home to the U.S., own the gym and operate it from afar. So we had built up our team to a place that it could operate without us. And we began to test it. And one of the tests, believe it or not, was for us to go to Egypt for two weeks as a family. And the team had to run the gym without me. And so we had worked up and prepared for that time. And so our family, we went to Egypt. And that was March, I think it was 5 to the 15th of March, 2020. And so we literally start hearing about this COVID thing. And we land back in Jordan and then all the airports shut down within like the next 24 hours. And then the government shuts down all the gyms, right, for three months. Mm-hmm. And Jordan in particular was like a military lockdown. You couldn't walk, you couldn't drive your car, you couldn't, you can only go outside on certain days. So at that point, we had planned and prepared to, to run it from own, to continue to own the gym. But then the gym is shut down and we have to shift everything online and we have to do all new systems. And my, our team does awesome with that. And then we move home in June of 2020. And at that point, I'm thinking again, okay, well, I don't know. I keep, we're going to keep owning the gym until God tells us something different. And then again, kind of through some miraculous circumstances, God connected us with an American guy and two, two American families and even a Jordanian family that said we would like to own the gym. And it was right at this moment that again, through some time of meditating and praying and fasting that God had said, yes, now is the time. And these are the people to continue on the legacy of, of CrossFit Crescent and Amman. And so that was, you know, then basically a month later, we handed the gym to them. They bought it. It continues to operate and, and to just love the community of Jordan and, they're fantastic leaders. It's a fantastic community. And uh, I'm getting to go visit them here within the next two months again. So I, I get, get to go back once or twice a year and get to see yeah, just the uh, amazing excellence and the impact it's having on the community. You get to go to your other home home. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I get to keep trying to practice my Arabic because it goes Yes, you don't, don't want to lose that. Yeah. yeah. You know, when it, earlier in the year, we had a podcast episode and kind of the gist was the importance of running your business based on systems and with excellence yeah. and looking at your business, like looking at your business as a buyer, what would you, yes. what would you want to see? And it sounds like even though you didn't plan on selling your business, 
you looked at it as a buyer, it was very organized, systems were in place, equipment was kept up, you had good relationships in the community, you kind of did all the things. And what an incredible story. What are the odds of being able to sell in a month and have, you couldn't, that wouldn't happen if, well, there certainly were miracles involved. Yes, yeah. But from a technical perspective, that wouldn't happen if things were a mess. It was because you had all of your ducks in a row. Yeah, that's right. We had some, we had the financials ready. We had the systems in place, the the staff team in place. And, And part of that too is one, because we had so much going on between the gym and then what we were doing with the military, that was outside. That was, I had to travel to go to be them. I had to learn how to create systems so that it could operate without me. And then as we knew we were going to be moving to the U S same thing, it moved it even to a higher level of how much the team needed to be ready and trained and bought in and, and then the systems needed to be in place. And so, yeah. So when it came time to actually sell, those things were there. And so it became a, you know, it's a different kind of discussion at that point for people. And so that is true. Like that, that was in place and we, we wanted to have the systems and I want, I, I, a huge part of that was having business coaches and mentors and the level of uh, that's one big thing I wish I had had earlier. was a business coach. Mm. I didn't get started quite early enough. I wish I had started about a year earlier, but they were able to help me in ways to prepare the business through the different challenges that we had but in particular, when it came to selling people that my coaches and mentors were able to really help me walk through that journey. Mm-hmm. So important. Yeah. And now because of your experience with having coaches and having lived it and been through it, walk the path, you mm-hmm. coach. That's right. Um, transformational business owners as well. Mm-hmm. I do. I don't want to, it's not that I want to not talk about the positives, but the positives are easy to talk about. Mm. I'd like to focus on if, as you look across the board, I know that every situation is different. I say a lot that what works in one village doesn't work in another village five kilometers away. That's why we call it avant-garde entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. But would you say, are there things that you see that are consistent hangups or snags or places where the people that you coach or even people you don't coach, but you observe, are, are there certain things that you see that people could if they knew ahead of time, they could avoid. Yeah, I think, in fact, as I spent time with the, 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 the couple of business owners that I coach, in particular, one in Morocco and one in Mauritania, I tell them that their business is at, in year two, where my business, it took me five or six years to get to. Mm-hmm. And a big part of that is because I'm able to help them not make the same mistakes that I made as a first-time business owner. It's things like, dropping your prices, right? And running sales and discounts. And you realize that that helps in the very short term, but it creates real problems in the long term. I think it's really the, the biggest thing that I have found is it's, it's understanding uh, what is really needed in the community. And what is it that people can understand enough that they're willing to see it as a value and can really pay for it? And as we can put those two things together, that's where a business or a social enterprise can really thrive. And so just because I'm passionate about something doesn't necessarily mean it's a need in the community or that people could really pay for it. But if we can have all three of those things be true, that there's a need that I'm passionate about that they can value and they can pay for, 
then we have something that can make a huge impact in a community, in a person's life, and can really multiply and grow. So I think uh, that's a big part is just helping people get clarity on what is the need, who are the customers that they want to serve. That's even a better question in some ways. Not mm-hmm. only what am I passionate about, but who are the kinds of customers, what are the challenges they're facing, and then creating needs that match that. I think that's a big part of really helping entrepreneurs you know, grow confident and move forward with courage. Yes, there used to be this thing in the 90s, I think it was in old business books about, you know, create a problem for your customers. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do exactly what you said, which is what do they need? Who do I yes. want to serve? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. This episode is brought to you by Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Foundations, where you can go from contemplation to clarity in just six weeks. How incredible does that sound? By learning to tap into the superpower of your spirit, you'll feel refreshed in your mind, certain of your mission, and inspired in your business. Go to trishabaileyphd.com forward slash A-G-E-F dash waitlist for more details. You can also find the link here in the show notes. You talked about having passion for your business. And I think a lot of social entrepreneurs do get into it because they're passionate mm-hmm. about something. But especially, and I, I don't want to put fitness in a box, but yeah. when you talk to people who are in the fitness industry, it's like, well, do you work out? Oh my gosh, I just want to go home. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> how yeah. do you balance when you're doing something that you're passionate about or starts as a passion? How do you balance the business side of it and so that it doesn't become a job so that you continue to care for yourself, put boundaries up? Right. How do you do that? I like the word boundaries. I think that 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 is such a big part of it. It really is learning how to set correct systems and boundaries in place so that you don't get burned out. Because I think that's the thing where people lose their passion and things become a job. It's when It's when you reach burnout that is the real issue. Not just that that's a great example about fitness coaches. I know it's true in the fitness industry and a lot of industries that without having good systems and good coaching and mentoring, helping you know what systems to work on next to try to build the right team and the right system that you end up really being burned out and you just lose, you really do lose what used to be a passion and something really enjoyable really can, you're, you're, you're just burned out and you can't do it anymore. And so I do think, and I think that's where the coach, having a business coach who's been there, who can understand right now, what do you need to make sure that you don't reach burnout, that your, your, you, your family and your business are moving towards thriving. Having a great coach is just such an important part of that, that they can help point out what kinds of boundaries need to be in place, how to begin to implement them so that you can, you can begin to thrive little by little. So. There's quite a few pieces to that, but I think the big picture really is is having a coach and a mentor who's going to help see those things and help call it call it and, and help you know what do I need to prioritize right now so I don't get to that place of burnout. Mm-hmm. I had my grandfather used to say he calls me Trisha instead of Trisha. Trisha, uh-huh. people really don't change that much. Yeah, and it's interesting when you think about the idea of having a coach, even if someone hasn't been exactly in your role. If if they've been in business or if they've been in leadership, they've been around. They've seen what their friends have done 
over the decades. They've seen what their colleagues have done. There's so much wisdom from that we can get from people who are just a few years older than us because yes. yeah. they've they've been there and they've seen people and human nature is human nature and a lot mm-hmm. of things are universal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think when you find the right coach, it's really transformational. The amount of mm-hmm. encouragement they are and, and how they they help help you see the dangers ahead of time. They help you. It's just an incredibly important thing. And I'm so thankful for my two business coaches, one being uh, Ralph Smith and and then Steve Dorr. And Ralph has his own coaching business too. And that just absolutely wouldn't have been able to make it the way that we did without their help and their, their mentoring throughout. So I would, I would, if you're, if you're an entrepreneur out there anywhere in the world, uh, finding someone that can, that can help give you insight is, is well worth the investment. Thanks for sharing that. That means yeah. a lot coming from someone who's been there, done that, and on his next business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. When I love, I feel it's an important thing for me. That's what I love to do too, is just having a few uh, business owners that I can mentor and help them thrive, help they, them and their families thrive wherever they are. And it tends to be in the fitness industry, but it doesn't have to be in that particular, I, I, I can, uh, I can, you can work with multiple kinds of businesses, but it's that very thing, help them thrive as the entrepreneur and the business can thrive. Mm-hmm. So what are you most excited about now with your, yeah. with your life and what's happening life. in your world? I think it, it continues to be this, that I just love working with business owners that want to be a part of transforming their life, their family and their community and helping them just find the the unique opportunities that God alone can create wherever you are in the world. And one of my favorite promises is it says, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Excellent works is really the better sense of it. Uh, things that he created in advance for us to do. And so there's just a sense of in right now in this generation and where I'm living, there's an opportunity that he's created me for and that my community needs. And I've just got to find that opportunity. And then that's the part that I love getting to do that with people wherever they are in the world. So I kind of, I kind of even have said, I think my, I help, I want to help people develop both the physical and the spiritual strength, which includes what you talked about too, the emotional, the, the vocational, the, these two. So it's the, the, the physical and the spiritual strength for God sized tasks, wherever you are in the world and the harder, the better. Mm-hmm. So those are the kinds of people that I love coming alongside of no matter what country or even what, what business it is to, to see people thrive. Mm-hmm. Well, I have seen people thrive under your leadership, Joseph, and I'm going to put a link to your LinkedIn profile in the show notes because yeah. most that's where my listeners are. So maybe they mm-hmm. can, if you're Reach interested out. in reaching out to Joseph, whether you are in the fitness or, or not, you can mm-hmm. hear from Joseph that he has a wealth of experience about things around the world. So I have no doubt that he can help you. Yeah. And, and in um, particular, if people, if people are preparing or thinking that they might be moving also from a place like America to overseas and they've got a business idea and they've got 
and they're trying to think through, what would that look like? What does that journey look like? I've, I've written a handbook that I take people through kind of in a three-month window in that preparation process and thinking through, what does it look like to learn a language? And what does it look like to prepare my family? And what does it look like to run a business and own a business in that part of the world? So I, I love to help coach and prepare people for that. In addition to, you may already be living someplace, like I said, the harder, the better. And you're looking for someone to help you walk through this process and, and again, take it day by day and step by step. Uh, those are the kinds of things that excite my wife and I here and now. Joseph, if you don't mind, would you, what I'm thinking is if you would mind sharing the name of your handbook, if that's possible uh, or some way, what I might do is in the show notes, I'll put the name of it and hyperlink well, to your email or is it online somewhere? No, the handbook that I just use that just with my my clients that I'm actually working okay. with on a okay. on that that preparation level. So it's not something that I really publish out out into the. It's something that just when I'm working one on one with clients. But you can find I've got some things on on my Instagram too and my my LinkedIn Instagram. I'm I'm Joseph dot him in Instagram. That's my uh, where you can find me at my username at Joseph dot him. And again, just that idea of I want to help strengthen your hands to the God-sized tasks that he's called you to in hard places. And there's going to need to be a spiritual and a physical component of those two things in order to see that happen. So um, I uh, would love to meet you if you've got that kind of of uh, calling, or maybe you're in the middle of it. Love to help people thrive in that process. Great. Well, to all the listeners, I have no doubt that Joseph can help you. He's an amazing man. So do connect with him either on LinkedIn or Instagram. And we look forward to seeing the impact that you have in the future, Joseph, you and your family and all the people you mentor. Yeah. Well, thanks again for the invitation. And, you know, to all you entrepreneurs out there, you feel like you're alone, you're not. And what a great community here uh, with Trisha and, and her team to be a part of and uh, to learn from and be encouraged by. We absolutely need a community like this. So thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Avant-Garde Entrepreneur. I hope you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. If you enjoyed what you heard, share it with a friend. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it here on your podcast player. Questions, comments, or feedback? Connect with me directly at trishabaileyphd.com or on social at trishabaileyphd. Now, you go and get back to making the world a better place. I'll see you back here soon.